If we look back at the history of the first Cold War, the original Cold War, we can see many historical episodes that were ridiculous in hindsight, that were cartoonishly absurd, like the duck and cover propaganda films in which students were told that they should simply hide under their desks in the case of a nuclear strike and they would survive. There was nonstop propaganda in Hollywood and on TV shows claiming that your neighbor could be an evil Russian communist spy. Now today, decades later, it's very easy to look back at that and see how ludicrous it was, even laughable, this propaganda was. But today we are living in a new Cold War, the second Cold War, and there is a lot of similar propaganda that it's difficult for people to see through. Today, Russia is, of course, a target of Washington's new Cold War, but the main target is China. And there is no shortage of nonsensical, cartoonish propaganda portraying China as an evil bogeyman. We all lived through one of the most preposterous examples of this in February 2023, when the U.S. government accused China of spying on it with a balloon. For weeks, starting in February, there was a massive freakout across the United States with politicians and media outlets claiming that the evil Chinese communists were spying on us. However, from the very beginning, there was a big problem with this narrative. That is, it was false. It was completely false. This September, seven months later, top officials in the U.S. government admitted that the Chinese balloon was not spying on the United States. The entire scandal was fabricated. CBS News acknowledged this in a report titled The Bizarre Secrets Behind China's Spy Balloon. Now note how the media still refers to this as a spy balloon, even in the articles in which they admit that it was not spying. The report notes that a Chinese spy balloon was floating over the United States, which had the nation and its politicians in a tizzy. However, now, seven months later, General Mark Milley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, that is the top official in the Pentagon, the U.S. Department of Defense, he told CBS News the balloon was not spying. He said, quote, the intelligence community, their assessment, and it's a high confidence assessment, is that there was no intelligence collection by that balloon. And CBS acknowledges that one of the leading theories is that the balloon was blown off track. This is exactly what China said at the time. This is exactly what the Chinese government said at the time. They were not spying on the U.S. It was a balloon that was blown off track. And any of us critical, skeptical journalists who said that there was evidence suggesting that China was not lying, that China was telling the truth, it was not spying, we were accused of spreading Chinese propaganda and disinformation. Well, here we are seven months later, and now the top official in the U.S. military is admitting this. Here is the clip of that interview from CBS News. Now, seven months later, General Mark Milley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, tells CBS Sunday morning the balloon wasn't spying. The intelligence community, their assessment, and it's a high-confidence assessment, uh, that there was no intelligence collection by that balloon. So if it wasn't collecting intelligence, 
What was it doing over the United States? Why was it over the United States? There's various theories. The balloon had been headed toward Hawaii, but the winds at 60,000 feet apparently took over. At altitude, those winds are very high. Uh, the particular motor on that aircraft uh, can't go against those winds at that altitude. And at least one leading theory is it was blown off track. Over Alaska and Canada, and then down over the lower 48 to Billings, Montana. So there you have it. Those are the words of the top U.S. military official. And I should point out, by the way, that this is exactly what the Chinese government said at the time. And any journalists who are critical of the U.S. government's narrative, we were smeared as echoing Chinese propaganda and disinformation. Now, I try not to be someone who boasts and says, I told you so and, and rub it in people's faces. But I do have to point out that back in February, I published an article over at geopoliticaleconomy.com and I published a video, which I will link to in the description below, in which I looked at the evidence in February while this scandal was happening, showing that, no, this was actually very likely a weather balloon and it was blown off course, exactly what U.S. officials are now admitting months later. So this didn't surprise me at all because there was already enough evidence showing that this was not a spy balloon and there was no evidence proving the U.S. government's claim that China was spying. And yet every single major corporate media outlet simply echoed the lies and propaganda of the U.S. government while smearing any of us who were skeptical. I should also point out, by the way, that the Biden administration shot down this Chinese balloon. And then after the US military spent millions of dollars on missiles, shooting down several other balloons, and at least one of those balloons they shot down was later shown to be a $12 balloon used by amateurs from an Illinois balloon club. That is children who were part of a balloon club in the US their balloon worth $12 was shot down by the U.S. military with missiles worth millions of dollars. I mean, this is how crazy and paranoid the U.S. government is in the new Cold War. That's why I began this analysis today discussing the absurdities and the propaganda in the first Cold War. It's very easy to see those with hindsight, but today we should be able to have a neutral, balanced perspective to see how ridiculous the new propaganda is today. All of this ridiculous information warfare that the United States is waging against China that is trying to make us all believe that the Chinese communists are such a huge threat to the rest of the world and, and that you have to support the US and NATO in their war against Chinese communism. Now, I also want to go back briefly and look at this report in CBS News because there are a few other important details here. First of all, it notes that on February 3rd, the U.S. Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, criticized China for this supposed spy balloon that was not spying. And he called it both unacceptable and irresponsible. And he also canceled a trip to China. And many people at the time speculated that this was actually the intentional product of this manufactured media scandal, which was sabotaging any very minor milquetoast attempts at trying to soften the diplomatic relations between the U.S. and China. But there's another very important detail in this article, which unfortunately is buried at the bottom of the report. And studies show that the vast majority, almost 100 percent, 
of readers don't read to the bottom. They usually just read the headline and maybe the first few paragraphs. But this crucial detail is buried. And CBS News reported that after the U.S. Navy raised the wreckage of the Chinese balloon from the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean, technical experts discovered that the balloon sensors had never been activated well over the continental United States. I really need to emphasize this fact because it shows that the entire narrative was false. Even if you accept the claim that the Chinese balloon had spying capabilities, the U.S. government is saying that the sensors on the balloon were never activated over the U.S. This is a smoking gun proving that China was not spying on the United States. And a lot of people don't want to admit this, but it also shows that the Chinese government was not lying. It was telling the truth when it said that the balloon was not spying on the U.S., that it was blown off course. It was probably a weather balloon. And it had, yes, surveillance capabilities in scare quotes, but that also just means that it could be sensors that it was using in order to monitor weather patterns. And by the way, I should point out, this is not the only time a top U.S. government official has admitted that this narrative is completely false. In fact, back in June, ABC News published a similar report that got very little attention titled Chinese spy balloon did not collect intelligence as it flew over the U.S., according to the Pentagon. And here, once again, we see that the media refers to this as a spy balloon, despite the fact that it was not spying. This article notes that the Pentagon press secretary, Brigadier General Pat Ryder, said the Chinese balloon not only did not transmit data back to China, it never collected any. And the Pentagon also claims that the balloon was built using American off-the-shelf parts. And here's the quote from the spokesman of the U.S. military, the Pentagon. Quote, We are aware that it had intelligence collection capabilities, but it was our, and it has been our assessment now, that it did not collect while it was transiting the United States. So here we have another example from June, along with the latest example from September, of top U.S. military officials admitting China was not spying on the U.S. with this balloon. However, I should point out it's rather ironic that the Pentagon spokesman is now acknowledging this because this same Pentagon spokesman had been the one fueling these false claims back in February. And I want to look briefly at some of the media reporting at the time because it shows us how nonsensical this propaganda is in the new Cold War and why in the future we should be skeptical of the U.S. government's unsubstantiated claims about China. Now, the New York Times published a report back on February 2nd titled Pentagon Says It Detected a Chinese Spy Balloon Hovering Over Montana. And this article is based on the claims of Pentagon Brigadier General Patrick Ryder, the same figure who in June admitted that, it was, that the Chinese balloon was not spying on the U.S., and the New York Times noted that the United States has detected what it says is a Chinese surveillance balloon that has been hovering over the northwestern United States. And they quote, again, the Patrick Ryder, the Pentagon press secretary, who told reporters that the balloon, when, quote, once the balloon was detected, the U.S. government acted immediately to protect against 
the collection of sensitive information. So implying that the balloon was spying. And according to the New York Times, this Pentagon spokesman also said that it was not the first time that China had sent spy balloons to the United States. So once again, strongly implying falsely that the balloon was spying. Here is the official website of the U.S. Department of Defense. And this is the press release they published on February 3rd, citing once again, Air Force Brigadier General Pat Ryder, who referred to the balloon as a Chinese surveillance balloon. And he said, quote, the balloon has violated U.S. airspace and international law, which is unacceptable. The Pentagon press spokesman added that the balloon is carrying surveillance gear as well as a payload, he said. And, and he did not elaborate. What is the payload? Also implying it could be military capabilities. And he said, quote, once the balloon was detected, we acted immediately to protect against the collection of sensitive information. So this, this is the same official now who admits that, that this is completely false, this, the balloon was not spying, who was the one fueling these rumors back in February. Of course, U.S. corporate media outlets and politicians, they used this to portray China as some great threat to the U.S. Fox News published a report citing Mike Gallagher, who is a neoconservative Republican, and he said that the Chinese spy balloon is a threat to American sovereignty. This is a Republican in Fox News. Said, he said, the threat posed by the Chinese Communist Party is not just a distant threat in East Asia or a threat to Taiwan. It's a threat right here at home. It is a threat to American sovereignty, and it is a threat to the Midwest. Fox News brought on more neoconservative so-called experts from think tanks, warmongering think tanks funded by the U.S. weapons industry, like the so-called Institute for the Study of War, and they said, Chinese spy balloon may gather unseen info as Beijing possibly is preparing the battlefield. So again, these are neoconservative warmongers on Fox News funded by the weapons industry claiming that China is preparing for a war on the United States and that this balloon is being used to gather spy intelligence to prepare for war. Here's another ludicrous article in Fox News titled, China expert sounds alarm on spy balloon hovering over US. It's very dangerous what they're doing. And who is this supposed China expert? It's Gordon Chang, one of the most notorious fake experts ever. He wrote a book back in 2001 titled The Coming Collapse of China, in which he claimed that the Chinese government would be overthrown by 2011. And every year he said, well, just one year from now, just wait. The Chinese government is going to fall. Just wait. It's going to collapse. Fox News brought on this laughable fraud to claim, to imply strongly that the Chinese balloon was not only spying, but could actually have military capabilities. Gordon Cheng said, quote, there could be anything that that balloon carries, anything implying that it could be military capabilities. But of course, the U.S. media at the time, not only Fox News, but also liberal media outlets linked to the Democratic Party, they were all unified in this nonsensical narrative that China was threatening the U.S. This is the new Cold War. It's completely bipartisan. Republicans and Democrats are 100% on board with the new Cold War on China. And by the way, Western allies in NATO are also on board for the most part. 
or at least NATO itself, because NATO is run by people who act solely in the interest of the United States, often at the expense of European interests. And the Secretary General of NATO, Jen Stoltenberg, who's a complete neoconservative, he also went out in the media and he said that the so-called Chinese spy balloon confirms a so-called pattern of Chinese behavior that poses a threat to NATO members. This is from a, a CNBC report back in February, and it notes that Jens Stoltenberg was in Washington, D.C. He held a press conference with U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken, and the NATO leader said, quote, the balloon over the United States confirms a pattern of Chinese behavior where we see that China has invested heavily in new capabilities, including different types of surveillance and intelligence platforms. We need to be aware of the constant risk of Chinese intelligence and step up what we do to protect ourselves. So now we know this is completely false. It was not spying, but NATO joined in the U.S. propaganda drive to try to portray China as some great big threat. Foreign media outlets outside of the West also joined in this propaganda campaign. Al Jazeera, which is Qatari state media, published reports stating Chinese balloon was clearly for intelligence surveillance, quoting the U.S. State Department. Even media outlets that are ostensibly not political, that are instead focused on science, like the website New Scientist, referred to it as a Chinese spy balloon and a Chinese surveillance balloon and completely echoed the U.S. government's narrative without any skepticism at the time back in February. And of course, the U.S. government continued to spread more and more propaganda after this incident in which the military shot down the balloon that was not spying. On February 13th, the Department of Defense published another press release titled Chinese Surveillance Balloons Global in Scope, and it quoted John Kirby, who is the coordinator for strategic communications at the National Security Council in the White House. And Kirby said, quote, we were able to determine that China has a high altitude balloon program for intelligence collection that is connected to the People's Liberation Army. It was operating during the previous administration, that is Trump, but they did not detect it. We detected it, we tracked it, and we have been carefully studying it to learn as much as we can. So here we see the Biden White House is trying to outhawk the Trump White House saying, you know, Trump was anti-China, but we're even more anti-China. We're the most anti-China of all. So this is, it's this bipartisan competition to see who can be more aggressive against Beijing. And John Kirby claimed, again, this is the top national security official in the White House, or at least the top spokesman. He said, quote, we know that these Chinese surveillance balloons have crossed over dozens of countries on multiple continents around the world, including some of our closest allies and partners. So again, we see that the U.S. government was saying that not only, which is again false, claiming not only that China was spying on the U.S. with these balloons, but that China uses balloons to spy on countries all around the world. This is absurd. And by the way, it, this scandal did not end in February. The U.S. government continued to milk it for months. In April, NBC News published an article titled Chinese Spy Balloon Gathered Intelligence from Sensitive U.S. Military Sites Despite U.S. Efforts to Block It. And this is according to anonymous U.S. government officials. That's, all these articles are always based on anonymous U.S. officials. So we see that the U.S. government is trying to spread more propaganda demonizing China back in April.
Then the Washington Post that same month published another very similar article claiming, this is the title, leaked secret documents detail up to four additional Chinese spy balloons. And once again, what is this article based on? It's based on unreleased, unreported, top secret intelligence documents and claims from unnamed US intelligence agency officials. So all of these media outlets, they act as propagandists for US spy agencies, unnamed officials. This is exactly what happened in the lead up to the Iraq war with the false claims of weapons of mass destruction, WMDs, where the so-called journalists who are really just stenographers, propagandists, water boys and girls for the CIA, they spread these unsubstantiated claims from anonymous US spies in order to demonize China or Russia or Venezuela or Iran or whatever country is the target this week. As recently as June, they were continuing to milk this fake story. The Wall Street Journal published a report on the 29th of June titled Chinese balloon used American tech to spy on Americans. And once again, this is according to anonymous U.S. officials citing preliminary findings from a closely held investigation. There is a pattern here. Now, the Wall Street Journal released that report one day before the Pentagon came out and said publicly, actually, it's not true. The Chinese balloon did not spy on the United States. And this is reported by BBC. So that explains the first statement from the Pentagon spokesman in June saying that, no, the Chinese balloon was not spying. But once again, that did not stop media outlets from continuing to spread these fake claims. In fact, in September, on the 15th of September, two days before the CBS News report came out, in which the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley, said that the Chinese balloon was not spying and admitted that the, the sensors of the technology on the balloon were not even turned on. Well, two days before that, CNN, the CIA noise network, excuse me, the C CNN supposed news network, published a report claiming, this is the headline, China appears to have suspended spy balloon program after February shootdown, U.S. Intel believes. And this was co-authored by Natasha Bertrand, who is a, a supposed journalist who is very closely linked to U.S. spy agencies and basically just acts as a, a stenographer for the CIA. And here we see yet another pattern where anonymous U.S. intelligence officials tell CNN, they claim, China appears to have suspended its surveillance balloon program following a major diplomatic incident earlier this year when one of the country's high-altitude spy balloons transited the United States. So here we see a few different things. One, the media keeps spreading these fake claims, despite the fact that the Pentagon is coming out publicly and saying it's not true. And in particular, the media is acting as the stenographer, the water boys and girls for the CIA, for U.S. spy agencies. So we also see this conflict between U.S. intelligence agencies and the military, the Pentagon. Now, this frequently happens and it can be referred to as a campaign of strategic ambiguity, where different government departments in the United States will say different con contradicting things. And then they can say, well, actually, we're not trying to demonize China because, you know, we admitted this isn't true. But then other parts of the government will demonize China. It maintains a policy of strategic ambiguity. This is also what the United States does over Taiwan, where the U.S. claims 
that it's abiding by international law and recognizes that Taiwan is part of the People's Republic of China. And when the U.S. restored diplomatic relations with China or for the first time recognized the People's Republic of China in the 1970s through the three communiques, which were diplomatic agreements that Washington signed with Beijing, as part of the normalization of ties, the U.S. formally recognized in the three communiques, specifically in the Shanghai communique, that Taiwan is a province of the People's Republic of China. And yet, politically on paper, the U.S. recognizes that. And yet U.S. officials constantly support separatists on Taiwan Island. The U.S. sends officials over like Nancy Pelosi, who at that time was the third in the third highest official in the U.S. government in terms of presidential succession. And the U.S. constantly sends troops to Taiwan, U.S. troops who are on Taiwan, and the U.S. sells Taiwan billions of dollars in military equipment. So once again, we see that these contradictory policies of strategic ambiguity. This is what the U.S. does. This is why you can never trust what the U.S. government says, because it constantly lies. It constantly contradicts itself. One department says something, while another department says something else. But the point I want you to take away today is that the media has no integrity in the United States. It has no credibility. These media outlets constantly just regurgitate the unsubstantiated claims of the U.S. government, even when they're contradictory, even when they're exposed by actual evidence proving them to be false. Because the so-called free independent media acts as an appendage of the U.S. military, of the CIA, of the U.S. government, of the national security state. They're not free and independent. They are propagandists. And on that note, I'm also going to conclude with another very important point, which is what I began this with today. When you hear these propaganda claims about China, demonizing China, claiming it's doing this and that, it's spying on you, it's trying to kill you, it's trying to do all whatever ridiculous disinformation is in the media this week, always maintain skepticism. Always look for evidence. Extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. If there's not extraordinary evidence, you should not believe it, especially considering this long documented, substantiated history of the U.S. government lying about official enemies like Iraq, Iran, former Soviet Union, and countless other nations. So on that note, I am going to wrap up. I am Ben Norton of Geopolitical Economy Report. Please subscribe on whatever platform you are watching or listening on. If you're watching on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our channel. It helps to promote this material in the algorithm. All of our videos are also available as a podcast version for people who prefer listening. And if you like the work that we do and want to support us, please consider going to geopoliticaleconomy.com support. There are several ways you can donate. The best is you can go to patreon.com geopoliticaleconomy. We are totally independent. We have no institutional support. We have no big donors and sponsors. We rely entirely on small donations from viewers and listeners like you. I want to thank everyone for joining me today. I'll see you next time.